Welcome to another Quantum Conversation, brought to you by AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and I invite you to sit back as we enter the Quantum Realm, that space of the greater part of you. It is your connection to infinite possibilities, infinite potential, and infinite mastery. Welcome, everyone. Thank you so much for being here. We are excited to be here once again with Raphael Wiseman. What a beautiful teacher this soul is as he shares on the emotion code, the body code, and heart thread. And also the path of the heart. Raphael Weissman is with us. And what we're going to talk about today is this beautiful wisdom that he channeled from the Council of Twelve, the New Earth Council of Twelve. Hi, Raphael. Thank you. Welcome back. Lovely to be back with you. Lovely to have you here again. We are going to be hearing a message from you, or, or maybe you're going to channel something. And we're actually going to talk a little bit more about the path of the spiritual warrior, the path of the heart. And we're excited about that. And we'll take some questions from our audience, too. How is everything going? What is the current energies of the times that you're experiencing? Here we are in September. Yes, I know. It's been a rather uh, momentous time on many levels. Uh, there's a feeling of change in the air. Um, even a feeling to some, for some people, it seems like there's a feeling like something has to happen. Like something has to break. Um, everybody is experiencing, um, from what I gather, um, changes in their life or the feeling and sense of change coming up, uh, possibly um, suddenly even. Uh, and yet there seems to be this sense that we can't just keep going the way we've been going. Um, it's, it's almost like there's this false um, calm lake. But we know that somewhere towards the edge of the lake, uh, it may just be there's a waterfall into a whole nother dimension. And, um, I have this sense of, of almost like being prepared for something, but it's, uh, impossible to predict what it is because everything changes so rapidly. And there's a sense that um, the only stability we can find is the heart and Mother Earth and whatever practice we have. Because Mother Earth is right here beneath our feet. She is the only steadiness in many ways that we know. And then, of course, the heart is the inner steadiness that we hope to cultivate uh, again, through this path, the path of the heart, the path of the spiritual warrior. And then the practice of uh, connecting with Mother Earth and at the same time connecting with a higher power. Because uh, we can't do anything on our own. When we do feel that we're making progress, often um, we have to keep that eye, you know, out in the back of our uh, head. On that ego, 
that place where we think we have it all figured out. And um, uh, I'm, I'm actually being very aware uh, recently of the many tricks that the ego can play. Not that the ego is bad. You know, the ego is our, our, our loyal servant and it takes care of the us that we think we are. But it is not quite in tune with the, the true we that we really are. The I am, the God, the divine presence within. So it's a matter of finding balance and uh, finding balance in every moment being a fully present and allowing the flow to dictate what what is in our present moment and allowing that to just be our guiding star the uh, energy of the heart is our compass if it's not um then we have to come and find that place it's very important for us to discover our own true hearts, our own true nature, and our passions, and not just do the old nine to five routine and and you know get just for whatever it is that pays the bills. If we're not living our passion, we're missing out. So there's my my little whatever showed up uh, in the moment. Um, I think the guides would be happy to share something a little uh, deeper, perhaps. Uh, and perhaps you have some ideas of where you'd like to go, uh, or you have a, a question that the guides can use to, um, to leverage, uh, a message for us. Wow. Yes. All right. So the guides, um, you've written a beautiful book, The Path of the Spiritual Warrior, which is actually the premise for a larger course that you'll be teaching. Yes. We are- put the special offer link for that. And that's 12 weeks. And so what that course is asking us to do is to fully tune in and anchor to the heart, anchor in the heart, um, live from the heart. And in the book that you've written, um, the Council of 12, the New Earth Council of 12, with very beautiful guides in there, they recommend um, that we start with writing a list of our thoughts and catching ourselves where we're not living in the heart. And so I don't know if you wanted to add anything more about that path of the heart and how people can begin to do those exercises to learn more about staying in the heart in the face of everything. There's those who are beginning where I think that's one of the big questions we get here. How do we know when we're in our heart versus our head? How would we know? How would we know when we're making a decision from our heart? What does that feel like? Um, you said the word passion. That's key. That's one indicator. But share with us more about um, really just being in the heart in all ways. Well, in, in order to be in our hearts, surprisingly enough, we have to be in our bodies. Mm-hmm. Because the body is living only in the present. And that's the arena of the heart. It's also a, um, uh, it's the antidote to living in our minds. 
So, um, you notice that my speech is starting to slow down just a little bit mm-hmm. as I start to get into the feeling of what is it like to be in the heart. So imagine that your mind is running and in order to look at a different perspective, what would be the first step? So, the idea of slowing down, of moving out of the feeling of rush or urgency or worry and looking at every thought, every idea that is flowing through our heads as, as, as if it's a challenge for us to examine, does this make sense to me? Because, you know, with all this spiritual Claptrap, let's put it that way. I don't want to judge anything. But we get so caught up in the so-called spirituality that we forget to be in the real world, in our bodies, in the moment. And so the very first step that the guides and that I always recommend is to take a breath. Immediately that slows us down. It gives us an opportunity to examine What was that thought, that worry? What was that idea that just popped into my head? Was it for my benefit? Was it something positive, loving? Does it enhance my life? Or is it another old story that I'm going over and over? And how can I interrupt it? So there has to be that second, that moment of, Okay, I'm going to stop this track that I'm on. I'm going to feel, am I present in my body? Can I feel my feet on the earth? Or can I feel myself in my seat? Can I just examine my thought, my idea, my my concern? We worry so much. We project negativity, essentially into the future through worry. So whatever issue we're facing, how can I be fully present with this and not check out and not react? So the very first thing is always to stop, to slow down, to take a breath and examine everything. The first principle is to monitor and examine every single thing. When I teach the uh, introduction, when I did the introduction to the path uh, of the heart that I did the last time and I'll be doing again, one of the first things I did was I take people into the, um, what they, uh, the, the hermetic principles. All right. As above, so below the, the essentially Looking at universal law, we get what we put out as above, so below, as within, so without. And so one of the very first ideas that is expressed through the hermetic teachings is this idea of mentation, mentality, the idea of everything is mind. So every thought we have, every idea we have, Every word that we're running through our minds 
is going to be an opportunity for us to check, does this feel right? Now, the problem is many of us have grown up, have been indoctrinated to believe in a whole series of belief systems that have become what runs our life, but we have never examined whether they make sense. So I like to always say that when I um, I, I do anything or with all of the things I, I you know, my modalities for healing, I always like to make sure that this works. So what does it mean to work? It means that whatever it is provides benevolence for myself, for those around me, and for the larger picture. If it doesn't work, then there's no point wasting energy or time on it. So if I have a thought running in my head that says I'm no good, or I don't deserve, or that, you know, I'm poor, or, or that I, you know, money is something evil, I am creating a reality out of these thoughts and ideas that I've acquired from my childhood, from the thousands of lifetimes I've been here, all the indoctrinations, all the, um, uh, the, uh, the need to conform, to be a nice guy. All of these things run our lives unconsciously in the background. And so the first step to the path of the heart is the same first step to the path of the spiritual warrior, to being present, is to stop Take a breath, slow down, and assess, monitor everything. So the guides, you know, they they showed up. There, there wasn't such a thing as a council of the new earth. It just happened. It, cre- it created itself in order to bring through a particular set of teachings. These teachings are not about highfalutin, um, you know, metaphysical um, knowledge. They're about how to be in the world, in the heart, in a very practical way, in many ways marrying these, the so-called opposites. Again, one of the hermetic principles is that there is no such thing as paradox. Everything can be resolved. Good and bad are two uh, extremes on the same scale of existence, you might say. They're part of one of the principles of polarity, that everything in this dimension exists as male or female, as positive, negative, as hot or cold, but each of those is just a spectrum, and where on that spectrum you are determines the experience. So, you know, extreme hot is at the far end of the spectrum and freezing cold is on the other. There's a place in the middle of everything where the paradox of separation gets resolved. And that place, it's the no thing. It's the place of the emptiness. It's the place of taking that breath. 
There's a there's a fancy word for it. I can't I can't remember it right now. The the zero field or you know the zero point. There's so many ways to look at the same subject, but really, it's how can I be present in the moment, in my heart, and of course there's so many. And this is kind of where we started with this little uh, diatribe here. There's so many ways in which we have been programmed to be in our minds that most of us have to learn what it's like, which is actually unlearn so that we can actually be in our heart. What does it feel like to be in our heart? Imagine it, you know, the imagination is one of our greatest gifts and tools. So if we could imagine what it would feel like to be in our heart, then we could aim for that. We could take a step away from the mind, one step back, and just tune in to the stillness and sense what would it be like to be in my heart. For many, you could focus on a moment in your life. Let's say you were playing with your grandchild or you you fell in love with the most amazing person or you just had this incredible experience in nature. Whatever it is, what can you remember that brought you joy, that opened up your heart? What was it that you were so engrossed in that when somebody came and told you dinner was ready, you didn't even notice, you didn't hear them? You were so busy. We've we've had that experience as a child. You're playing and you can't imagine anything else. That complete absorption in a positive, fun way. So, you know, we're, we're trying to get back to being simple. In, in many ways, this is what the path of the heart is, the path of innocence. It's a path of being true, of the path of, of just knowing. You know, we, we are all looking for technologies. We're looking for something that's going to fix us, to change us. And the experience, the joy of taking a sip from a cup of tea. You know, it's like in the moment I get to taste that sip. It's a delight. How can we find these experiences in our lives that remind us of the feeling of heart energy, of joy, of no sense of urgency, no stress. So I've been going on and on, and I think we, I'm not sure where we're going with all this, but I'll, I'll throw it back in your court. Oh my goodness. Thank you. I love your teachings and the wisdom that you bring forth. Um, I'm going to make a comment there, but as we start, I want to reach out to our Zoom audience and say that this is a great opportunity for those in our audience to ask you any question and you'll be bringing in the the guides you can put that in the q a box you can put it in the chat or you can raise your hands and i see someone's already got their hand raised and also um in this episode we're going to 
you do wonderful work with people, the emotion code, the body code, the heart thread experience. And so if people have issues um, that can be dealt with with those modalities, that's a possibility as well. But I wanted to share, I think we were already in this bubble yesterday, in this vibration yesterday, or maybe the guides were joining me because I had an experience last night as I was sitting and being quiet, no devices, no, you know, reading, nothing. I was just um, outside in nature and it was so beautiful. And I heard very clearly Look with the eyes of love. Look with the eyes of the heart. And as I looked around, everything was so beautiful. I was almost in a state of bliss. I was almost, how do I want to say it? I was, things looked different. It looked rosier. Things looked, it looked blissful. It looked almost fuzzy and iridescent. And then I heard a voice, write that down. And I just sat there more and I was like, no, no, I'll remember it. And I kept hearing, write that down. And I was like, no, I'll remember it. And then that feeling did start to fade. It did start to fade and the eyesight came back to normal. And I heard again, write that down. So I wrote it down. And then to hear you talk about this today is exactly what we're talking about how we can feel into the heart that way. And then I was reading your book again. And there was something, I think it was Sesmat was saying, look with the eyes of angels, look through the eyes of angels, look through the eyes of God. And that was so remarkable that if that's all we did when we look out at the world is come from that vibration, that's going to be huge in the ways that we show up and the ways that we can be of service to other people. And even in the ways that we react to circumstances in our life. Isn't that beautiful? Yes. So actually, it's almost as if you actually were you were tuned in to a new uh, to a higher vibration, a higher dimension. And in in a way, you had a prescience, P R E science, you know, uh, a a uh, an intimation. You know, uh, Wordsworth wrote uh, intimations of immortality, something like that. How you have an almost transcendental experience of what it feels like to exist in the fourth or the fifth dimension, which is what we're preparing for. We are actually all being trained and prepared, those of us who are open to it and are willing and are looking for and, and, you know, are, are open to what it is actually feels like to exist in another dimension while at the same time having one foot still here, which is the promise of the future. This is the new earth is actually living in our third dimensional experience at a heightened level of awareness and consciousness in a higher dimension but not limiting it to a particular like the fifth dimension, even though in the fifth dimension we will experience a whole gamut of other beings that are normally existing in that level, but will also have access to all of the dimensions so that we are 
I'm, we're actually able to experience what it means to be multidimensional beings, which is the promise of the future. Yesterday on, you know, um, Elizabeth Wood's um, presentation about the galactic history is yeah. so profound, and I, I get so much from it. Yeah. And there was that that sense in there of all these beings that we were and are that exist in this fifth dimension, and we get to hang out with them, but what she said when, when the Lyrans created the human form, the body, and, and invented so-called, uh, DNA as an, as a, a mechanism for memory to remember everything, we got tuned in, we got plugged in to true multidimensionality. We carry within us the codes, the access, the, the, uh, the access points for having a multidimensional experience all the time. And this is what really the new earth is about. It's about not denying the body. It's about not negating the ego, but transcending it, taking it with us taking everything with us into the next level, purified. You know, I, I've been working also a little bit lately with um, St. Germain's uh, Violet Flame of Transmutation. I was reading about the um, the, the beings from Telos, the, uh, the Lemurians, who are waiting for us to grow so that we can meet them. They're as anxious as we are. And we are at the brink of a whole new universe of experience, which we call the new earth. It's not going to be um, sabotaged. Let's put it that way. The agenda that is trying to enslave and control us cannot in any way achieve its final result because there is already, it has been, determined that we are evolving into a new frequency. We're moving into the Aquarian age. You know, it's happening. There's nothing that can stop evolution. They can try, but they will find, because they too are made of light. Everything is God's essence. Everything is made of God's love. Even the darkest of the dark and the hollowest of the hollow. It, 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 it's just a matter of being patient and trusting and persevering and trying to find that place in the heart as, as often as possible so that you are in tune because the experience of moving into the next frequency is going to be achieved through the heart, not the mind, not technology. Yes, technology, but the technology of love, the technology of the heart. And this is what we are on the threshold of. And thresholds come in little bits. You know, you cross one threshold and then you're in a new chamber, a new dimension, and you get used to that. And just like you were saying, you had that experience. You stepped in. You step through a threshold into an experience. 
and you carried it for a while and then, you know, it started to, to fade, but you remembered it. You didn't need to write it down to tell us today about your experience. You remember it and we can feel it when you shared it. It was vivid. Sometimes we see through those external or internal eyes that are how do you know we said to see through the eyes of God, to see through the eyes of the Christ. So every morning when I do my align my chakras, when I get up to my throat, I ask to be a clear channel. And I ask to be able to speak only the wisdom and love and healing energy of God. And when I get to my third eye, I ask that I should always see through the eyes of God. The eyes of unconditional love. You know, it's like uh, Mother Teresa used to see everyone as the Christ. All the beggars, all the hungry, all the, you know, the desolate. She saw them as the Christ, as embodiments of the Christ. That's why she dedicated her life to, to taking care of them. So, um, yes. <laughs> I don't know where we are again. We, we keep sidetracking, but. No, it's all really wonderful and it feels so great. Thank you. And this is what we can all begin to experience. And the, the key was total relaxation and doing nothing. It was slowing down, as you mentioned. So it's beautiful. Okay. Well, um, we would like to have you channel with the guides. What preparation do you need for that? Um, we've got a question. Carmen's got her hand raised with a question. If anyone in our Zoom audience would like to ask a question, please do so in our chat box or Q&A. So, yes. All right. Well, let's let's just begin by me. Uh, let's all of us tune in by uh, putting our hands on our heart, right hand on your heart, left on your right. Feel Mother Earth beneath us, Father Sky above. And take a deep breath. Imagine that there's this golden, beautiful golden light pouring down into us through our crowns, filling our whole being with this golden light, which is in many ways the expression of God's love. It pours in, and as it comes down through our cells, it allows each cell to be filled with this light. And it reaches down like a, like a mini shower going down into us through this column, column of light, until it reaches our hearts and begins to just fill the heart with gold. So absorb that gold. Feel it. Allow it to expand so that you are feeling your heart is now opening. Your heart is expanding and, in fact, it is forming a sphere of golden white light that surrounds each one of us. We still have our feet on the earth. We still have the downpouring from above. But now we're feeling that we are surrounded by this beautiful sphere of light and it's impenetrable to anything harmful. Anything negative, any surveillance, any harmful intent, 
any of that nonsense that runs around in the head. It's just light. And as we feel that, we realize we can always place it there. And we will be in this sphere of light. We will be protected. And anything that is negative cannot penetrate. And yet the love of God that is flowing into and through us can actually radiate through a semi-permeable membrane at the edges of this sphere. And we can send light to our loved ones, to each other. We could share and send the threads of our hearts to touch each of us. We could send it to the places of darkness. We could send it to those who are in fear, in pain, who are overstressed and do not know a way out and do not trust. And we can absorb much of it for ourselves, for our own healing. And then let's feel again that energy of our feet planted in Mother Earth. And Mother Earth is sending us her love, her gratitude that we are here, allowing us to feel that connection with all life, with that nurturing rising force that spreads its way up the trunks of the tree to nurture the flowers and the and the blossoms and the fruits and the leaves. And so we are like a giant tree, firmly planted in Mother Earth, our crowns all interconnected, and the energy of our hearts woven together. So whatever it is that is your practice, Whatever you do in your life, always remember to stay connected to the earth, to allow yourself to feel grounded, to feel the energy of that life force that is not compatible with artificial intelligence and the technology of falsity. Allow yourself to feel the beauty of nature that Loren just shared with us that moment in which you feel that you can talk to the trees and the water and that the breeze is more important than some drifting thought in your mind. Focus on being in the now as often as you can. Focus on the heart and that feeling of being filled with that golden energy. Bring in the memories, the happy memories that you have. And if you can't bring up one, think of one, make up one. Imagine yourself being flooded with some beautiful, joyous moment. Focus your energy on that which is for the highest good for yourself and all life. Focus on your passion, that which you love. Focus on what you wish to achieve in the world. What is the legacy you'd like to leave behind?
What is that that inspires you to create something new, something that transcends the old patterns of struggle and strife? What is it that you will find that brings you joy that you can rely upon that is not about the rent or the mortgage or the pain in a particular place in your body because you are immortal, eternal, infinite, and universal. You are made of God's love. Imagine that the blueprint that God created you of, your particular blueprint, is a perfect blueprint. God created you in perfection. So don't judge it. Don't malign it. Don't focus on negativity. Focus on that perfect blueprint that you are just the way you are. For as you allow yourself to be just the way you are, and you allow everything around you to be what it is, and you let go of all resistance, you open your heart up to that next threshold. You open yourself up to being all that you can be. You allow yourself to be who you truly are and you came to be. And then you can allow the inspiration and then you can allow your sense, your free will, your choice to move you in the direction of manifesting that inspiration through commitment, through intention. Because when you make a commitment, the whole universe moves to enable that to happen. So remember that the heart is the key, that if you cannot feel what it's like to be in the heart, the technology of the emotion code can help you to clear your heart wall. And the heart wall is only there in order to protect you when you were um, in trauma, in stress, when you were young, when it was too overwhelming to feel it all. And allow your emotions to be there, for they have a message for you. They're not bad, even if they feel uncomfortable. They're your demons, and your demons are your friends. Ask the fear, what are you trying to teach me? What do you want from me? Ask your anger, what is underneath? Is there deep grief? Is there this anger that I was never seen? What must I do? to come to terms with you so that we can be friends, so that the only anger I have is at injustice and it spurs me to do something in the world to redress this. 
use the tools that you have to examine everything. Use the brilliance of your mind to explore your ego and ask it, what do you really want? Because if the ego is at the service of your higher self, then you have a win-win situation. And then you can blossom and thrive. And we always want you to thrive. We wish you to live with ease and grace and magic. We wish you to blossom and create the new world for yourself, but for all of life. So we love you. We are with you and we are within you. Always turn to your guidance within. There is no God outside. God is all that is, and you are all that is, too. You are an expression of God's love, which is what created all that is, because you cannot create something out of nothing. We love you. We will answer your questions. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That feels so wonderful. And we are connected to earth so deeply now. Thank you. Wow. And actually, I wrote a couple things down. Focus on the legacy of light that you'll leave behind. I don't think people dream big like that anymore. So that is a beautiful reminder. And it's a beautiful reminder that the breeze is more important than fleeting thoughts in our head. The breeze being out there. That is a beautiful perspective. Um, you also said that when we put the ego in service or when the ego is at the service of the higher self, then everything is well. Oh, the question would be, what needs to be done with the ego? How can we talk to the ego to truly put the ego in service for the higher self? The, the ego is our false identity. It is the, I would highly recommend reading the books by Tumpa Rinpoche. Uh, he has a very insightful perspective on everything. If, if one remembers the idea of chop wood, carry water, in other words, live simply, um, we, we get caught up in the complications of everything. So the more we can simplify, the closer our ego comes to not having an agenda. The ego is there to preserve us. It thinks that we are the body, the personality, the conditioning, the upbringing, and it's worried that somehow we won't survive. So everything it does, it does in order to help us to survive. It wants to ensure that we are able to maintain ourselves so it can maintain itself. The idea of freeing ourselves from 
complications from making a big deal about everything, uh, from trying to be what we're not, is what gets us caught up and what feeds the ego. Because the ego created for us a persona, it created a mask, it created an appearance to the outside world that allows us to not face the uh, I, I like that Trumpa brought up the whole idea of disappointment, discomfort. The places where we're not comfortable are the edges where we meet the ego. Because the ego doesn't like discomfort. It doesn't like to not have money in the pocket. It doesn't like to know that somehow the mortgage gets paid because the universe takes care of us. It doesn't have the perspective of being God's essence. It, it, it only knows the third dimensional reality that we've been brought up with. Now, there's nothing wrong with it. That's our other mistake. We're constantly putting things into right and wrong, pigeonholing and needing to to name them, needing to be able to identify them so we don't feel them, we don't experience them. So allowing every experience to be what it is, is the way that we allow the ego to rest for a moment from its vigilance. And when we can reassure the ego that, no matter what goes on, we're going to be okay because we're immortal. When we've shed the ego, we'll still exist in some manner. We'll exist as spirit. We'll exist as another aspect or essence of God. If we wish to maintain our continuity, we will until we're ready to even release that when we get to that place of merging with God. So we we have to shift the perspective, which means we have to monitor every thought. It comes back to that first principle of monitoring everything. Everything is mental. Everything is mind. There is no such thing as this cup except that I have created it to hold the tea that I'm going to drink. But in essence, this is just space. It's energy in a quantum reality. It's just energy. But we have become so conditioned to seeing everything as solid that we can't even imagine what an experience would be of just being universal mind of just being light. So, you know, we have to come to grips with the idea, with the reality that we're everything and we're nothing, that we can be this and that at the same time. That, you know, we the mind will play tricks on us. The ego knows exactly how to trick us into protecting ourselves. So the 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 true way to live outside of ego is to be raw, is to be 
That's why we say in the heart is to be sad when you're sad. And, and, you know, I'm angry. I'm angry as heck at such and such. And then, you know, immediately there's going to be the pull to, oh, but I'm a spiritual being. I've got to transcend all that. It's about living the moment as it is without putting any accretions onto it, without judging it. It's, it's allowing ourselves to be vulnerable, you know, and, and we all want to be cool. We don't want to be seen in our raw state. You know, nobody wants to be seen as depressed. We don't allow ourselves. Nobody wants to be seen as angry or hateful or lustful. You know, God forbid that you could actually admit that you have lust or or all of these negative, so-called negative things. We want to not experience them, not acknowledge them. And the only way to deal with the ego is to be real, to be raw. Uh, you know, I can't put it, we can't put I, me, they, you know, it's all the same. We can't put it any simpler, but we can't tell you how to do it. Because that each person has to come to terms with. You know, when I'm looking at how wonderful and spiritual and lovely and wise I am, and that's all BS. Those are just ideas. Those are just ego things, really. My work in the world is to examine everything for myself and come up with as much clarity as I possibly can. It's all very nice to be recognized and honored and respected, you know, and be on your show. It's a great honor. And yet, it's a spirit, it's, it's spiritual arrogance we have to watch that we constantly have to watch and make sure that we stay humble you know what is it like to chop wood carry water and and just enjoy sitting just like you did sitting in the beauty of nature with letting the thoughts come letting them go and all of a sudden being open to the experience of the beauty that's around us. Without the thoughts, you know, the thought, I need to write it down. Okay, I'll write it down. You know, let me feel the feel, let me just be here right now. I'm enjoying this moment. In its, in and I can't reclaim it later. I can remember it. Then it becomes a copy. It's not the real thing. We have to try as much as possible to live with the real thing, whatever that is. When you're hungry, you got to eat. Yeah, you can't talk yourself out of it. Uh, now it's, uh, and we get so much into our, our minds and in judging and yes and no and right and wrong and uh, it's exhausting. We would be less exhausted if we were just fully present and it takes discipline. That's the funny thing about it all. The ego is not fond of discipline. And you have to discipline yourself to examine everything. And that is the path. That's the simplest way I can put it. And I don't even remember the question anymore. (laughs) But that is the simplest way 
to achieve so-called enlightenment. What does it mean to be enlightened? It means you don't have all that crap going on. You're not being run by your ego. You're being run by the knowledge of being God, being God's love. And it can shift from one moment to the next. In the book, somewhere there in the answers to some questions, I think it was Guru Rinpoche or the Christ, you know, um, people were were asking about um, how to... uh, to deal with with the ego, how to deal with with life, and um, how to how to be real. I can't remember where I was going with that. Um, oh, I know now. Yes, the this you know when it was about evil, it was about darkness. We have to understand that you have to choose in the moment. The greatest spiritual leaders, the most evolved beings, can fall just as low as the lowest of the low. Just like that, through not being vigilant and continually processing that ego essence, that desire for power, that that attraction of glamour, And the most evil person who has done the most horrific things could wake up one day and recognize that they are God and that they've done all these things. And now they want to make amends and they can rise to the greatest spiritual heights of becoming an avatar, becoming a a bodhisattva. There's, There's no guarantees. We can become extremely spiritually arrogant. And we can get distracted and we can be drawn to all these wonderful practices and, you know, and it's fascinating and it's, I love it, but I constantly have to examine myself to ensure that whatever it is, I have to stay humble. Otherwise I'm, I've lost the game. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that answers anything, but there, there's my, my latest. Thank you. That is extremely helpful and so beautiful. It really is. And um, wow. Thank you. Yes, you did answer the question. And I just love that when we just allow the experiences to be whatever they are, that the ego takes a rest. So beautiful. Thank you. Okay. We're going to take a question now. Carmen, I'm going to allow you to unmute. Hi, you can ask your question. Hi, Raphael. How are you doing? Good, Carmen. Lovely to see you here. <laughs> yes. I was like, I I don't want to miss it. <laughs> I, uh, I just was wondering in all the healing paths that you were talking about and like how I know now. Uh, what is the next step of like, I feel cold of channeling my paintings through my heart. And I really believe like some voices wants to, to be here from, from me, just being the channeling, the, the channel of it, like the vessel for it. And I just wondering, uh, how to don't be in the middle or how to not try to control or 
yeah, like what is the new direction, what I need to let go, what I need to do to start channeling through the heart? Well, we have shared with um, with everyone um, this idea of monitoring your thoughts, of monitoring your, um, let's say, monitoring your passion in a way. Because the energy of channeling, the energy of being able to be a vessel for God's love to express itself comes from that space of um, simplicity, that space of, of what we call humility and of, um, of having a passion also to be of service but of being able to be of service to yourself as well. So what we would recommend for you is as much as possible uh, is to develop your communication level with your heart. Uh, we've shared that the angels, the guides that are around you are also within you. And so it becomes a matter of emptying the mind. And when you paint, when you do your art, you are at the most um, empty, in a way, of all the other thoughts when you're focused on what's exactly in front of you with the creation that you have in your mind's eye and how to bring it into form. Channeling is not much different from that. So when you examine everything, when you are in your mind space, you are opening yourself up to the ability to clear out as much junk as you can, to allow yourself to be in that space where you can hear the answers that your guides and your angels are giving you to your questions. So just sitting with your hand on a pen and a piece of paper or a notebook and just going into the breath and waiting would be one way we would encourage you to practice opening yourself up to receiving the messages by not um, trying to control, as you said, but just waiting. And when a word or a phrase pops into your mind, begin to write, and then mm -hmm. allow that flow to open up. And if you have to do it numerous times, if you just get a word or two, let that be okay. Because the expectation and the desire to get results could be uh, a sabotage for that. So mm. we recommend that you try not to control trying to control. Allow yourself to get into the same state as you are when you do your art. Does that make sense? Yes. You feel it when you paint? Oh, yes. I feel when I am 
it can pass three, four hours, and I think that it's like 10 minutes or 15 minutes. It's like I, exactly. I move from, yes. So yeah. Another thing you could do is have a little voice recorder with you or your phone, you know, plug in your, your headset. And then while you're painting, ask questions of your guides. And while you're, then let go. And, and, you know, move to another color, another uh, line, another area of the painting. Mm-hmm. And if all of a sudden something comes through, just hit the record button instead of writing and, and moving away from Stay with the painting, but have a way to talk with your guides because you're already in that zone of creativity. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see what comes through. Play with that. That's our recommendation. Thank you so much. Yes, dear. Awesome. Thank you for that question, Carmen, because I know other people have that same question as well. And that was a tutorial for all of us. Thank you, Raphael. That was really good. Okay. Uh, we have M. M.M. with another question. Hi, M. Hi. Hi, this is Meher. Uh, uh, I have a question for you in regards to, um, you know, word being around in the spiritual community about stocking up and being prepared. And obviously we need to not be in fear, but like anything that the guides have to say about uh, um, how to exactly prepare or like, is it more of a mental preparation or physical preparation or um, for the end of September energies? Thank you. Thank you, Meher. Um, by, by the way, um, Loren, Meher is my dear friend, and uh, we also work together as she's an astrologer and a uh, Akashic reader. Uh, I'd like to introduce you to at some point, perhaps we could do a joint uh, venture. Yes. Uh, so, Meher, the, the important thing is to live in the moment and at the same time live with a uh, an understanding that uh, it's also important to, to take care of yourself, of your body, of your uh, of your needs. And we are living in extremely uncertain times. We are living um, with the. Uh, you might say imminent uh, imposition of further uh, limitations on our freedom, on our ability to choose, our ability to live the kind of lifestyle that we have been familiar with, uh, perhaps even down into our very pockets, uh, you, uh, around our finances, around our health. Uh, certainly around the toxicity and the negative um, uh, ways in which uh, the the weather is being manipulated and so many aspects of modern life uh, is being brought more and more under the control uh, of negative technologies and negative uh, influences that wish to enslave uh, to dominate and control uh, everything that is possible to do so. And uh, this energy has already devastated Mother Earth and harmed numerous souls 
who are extremely innocent and unaware of the, the level at which this uh, penetration has happened and also of uh, the way in which it has affected uh, the way in which people think and their belief systems and the way in which they see the world. So the first thing to address is the same first thing that we began with, to examine everything. Even the predictions, even the idea that something is going to happen at a particular time, when time itself is uh, extremely um, versatile, you might say. Time does not really exist in the way that we think think it does, it's not linear, and no um, no guide worth their salt, so to speak, would actually predict specific dates and times for specific events, uh, given the fact that um, everything is fluid, and flexible and can change at the drop of a hat. And at the same time, remember the saying in the New Testament that the thief could come, the thief in the night could come at any moment. The thief in the night being uh, someone who would um, show up in your home to rob you, or it could be some event that Mother Earth might throw at us, or the sun, or it could be some event that could be generated by the dark energies that wish to control everything. So nobody can know for sure anything. And yet it makes absolute sense, given that we live um, in a system that we are dependent upon Utilities for our comfort, for our water, for our cooking, for our, our warmth and for our cool and living in a uh, environment in which so much is dependent on computer systems, on satellites, on this um, amazing interconnection that we actually have right now for our communication. Um, given that Uncertainty and change is the only certainty we have. It makes absolute sense to ensure that every household, that every being that has the capacity to do so, should stock up on water, should have a means of purifying water, should make sure they have enough should have a way to warm up food, to, to have enough supplies, to see them through um, an undetermined amount of time. Uh, we, we have no idea what that could look like. It could be weeks, it could be months, it could be days. But there is always the potential that the sun could extrude a giant flare that could damage and destroy all of our computer systems, all of our satellites, all of our commu communication networks, all of the monitoring and all of the ability to access uh, our means of exchange of finances, 
So much uh, depends upon our technology these days where everything is dependent on computer systems, is run by them, and the potential for some event, some galactic or solar event to happen certainly exists and it could happen tomorrow. And it could and it might. We don't know. We do not predict because the actual energy of free will of human beings determines more than anything else. And so, yes, it's important to have reserves of the things that provide comfort for yourself and your family, light when you need it, uh, whatever alternatives you can have to electricity and running water. Again, we remind you that the idea of chop wood, carry water, as simple and naive as it may sound, is actually a very sound practice. Excuse the pun. So yes, prepare. Prepare as much as you can and have it sit to the side and continue with your life as if tomorrow will be uh, a continuation of today and continue to examine everything, continue to bring love into your relationships, continue to take care of each other and care for each other and do what you can to make life easier for those who suffer. Send out your light Send your light and your love and your blessings to the dark energies because they too one day will have to wake up and have to face their Armageddon because no one, no one at all is exempt from facing their demons, from facing their shadow side. And this is the work that has to be done on an ongoing basis to stay present in the moment with what's in front of us. So we know we didn't quite answer your question in the way you may have wanted, but it's important to understand that everything's important and nothing's important. And the life of living with paradox is the only way to be in times of uncertainty. And times of uncertainty have actually been all the times pretty much on this planet ever since the golden ages. And it's important that when we work towards the new earth, we are able to balance everything, the good, the bad, the ugly, the opposites, the paradoxes, and to able be able to find the middle ground where we can be prepared, and at the same time, let go of any anxiety, because we know whatever happens, love will see us through if we trust and have patience, if we trust in a higher power, and we do our practice, we will always be taken care of. So thank you so much for that. Yes, Mihir, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you so much for that wonderful answer. Appreciate it. Thank, Thank you, Laura. Thank you. Yes, you know, 
everything's important and nothing is important. Another beautiful phrase to keep in mind as we go on this journey anchored fully in the heart. Wow. Raphael, I want to thank you for this time today. The wisdom that you brought forward, it just feels so wonderful. It feels practical, as you said. And I want to talk a quick moment about ways that people can interact with you. Again, you've got an introduction to the course, the 12-week course, which is just a a one-time webinar on Zoom that people can get in and see how that feels and floats their boat, because it really is, again, practical information for truly embodying soul, higher self, and being present in the heart. So we've got that, the Path of the Heart introduction, and then you've got the 12-week course. Talk a little bit about those options, and I'll put the links in our Zoom chat box. Thank you. So, yes, the uh, the introduction is going – every every one of these events is going to be on a Tuesday evening, um, mountain time uh, at uh, between 5 and 7. Uh, the first introduction, I believe, is on the 23rd. I, I should have been more prepared. Yeah, Tuesday the night. And uh, both on my website uh, through the events page and on uh, Lorenz um, uh, One Network um, and the uh, through this quantum conversation, you can also find uh, the links to to doing it through her network. Um, either will work fine. Um, the I did uh, decide to reduce the the cost of mine so it matches a little better with yours. Um, I thought that that was uh, appropriate and that, uh, you know, 12 weeks can be extremely intense and it will be. Uh, the guides like to work by giving a message at the beginning as we did earlier and then moving into the nitty gritty of, of each of those steps. And if you have read the book or if you are um, interested enough in reading the path of the spiritual warrior, you'll actually see that what the guides did in that book was move us through actually 13 weeks progressively of building on the practices that bring us into the heart, that bring us into the moment, and that constantly remind us to examine everything. And this time will be accompanied with actual exercises that one could do it will also be accompanied by uh, a uh, a kind of um, uh, buddy-buddy uh, experience where you'll have the opportunity to share with another person on the course, uh, to be able to bounce off each other, to check on each other's progress, to share your triumphs and your disappointments, and have a way to have an ongoing support system through this process. Because by the time we move through the first uh, three or four sessions, we'll have covered some emotional uh, and psychological territory because you'll be working with yourself as well as with a buddy. You'll be working with um, looking at your shadows, you know, doing exercises that will help to enhance that, that capacity. Um, to to progress, to um, examine everything, and to share what you come up with. 
so that you are also developing that ability to be honest, to be raw, to be vulnerable. Because without it, it will just be a mental exercise. So what I do in the introduction is I run through um, the 12 principles that I've generated with my guides. And they'll be there. It's not like, you know, it's just me. This is a combination work. Uh, and it will create a, an actual workbook that was intended that the uh, the book, The Path of the Spiritual Warrior, was intended to be, this will actually create a workbook that others will be able to use to follow the same steps. Uh, and I assume that, again, uh, there'll be a 13th week in which one of the angelic beings of light will step forward and take over. But we'll see. We have to be in the moment. So I will also, as part of the course, uh, be offering the ability to clear somebody's heart wall. It will be included. So not only do you get the program itself, but you get a free channel session and you'll get uh, either heart, um, a heart wall um, teardown or some other form of emotional body code work that will also help with the progress of developing yourself as a spiritual warrior and being in the heart. So this is what, and then again, those who are interested, part of my ongoing special offer with you and myself on my website is that uh, for um, a reduced fee, of 300, uh, they can sign up and get three consecutive sessions, either of body or emotion code, or of channeling, or of heart thread, or you know, some kind of combination of both. And I'm finding these um, absolutely amazing results from these sessions. I, in fact, this morning, somebody who is just traveling through town asked if I could do a heart thread for them because the previous one they had it changed their lives completely. So uh, today, this morning was you know that was an extra bit of runaround for me. Um, but it's always reassuring to uh, to see how much these things can shift, because many of our patterns are unconscious, and when we bring them up to conscious awareness, we have tools to clear them. Very simple tools. That's why I love the body code and the emotion code. It's very simple, very direct, and extremely effective. Did I cover most of it? You covered it all perfectly. Thank you. What wonderful opportunities for people to have sessions with you, a variety, a channeling session, heart wall, emotion code, body code, all of that. It's really very expansive and supportive for people on their journey. And then, of course, the class. Again, affordable option to get the introduction to see if that is something that you want to go down. And I know that for those who are reading the book, The Path of the Spiritual Warrior, your book, that right there is a nice uh, introduction as well for that deeper, longer, larger work. So again, thank you for offering these and making it available to our audience. 
really wonderful. We hope that everyone takes advantage of this opportunity. If you need assistance, we have a two-payment plan because we hope that it makes it easy for you to participate. And if you need extra help, just let us know. We're always willing to assist in whatever way we can. Raphael and the beautiful guides that are here, we thank you, thank you, thank you for another wonderful quantum conversation. We are feeling enlightened. We are feeling uplifted. And for that, we are grateful. Uh, Final thoughts as we say goodbye. Wow. Wow. Yes. Um, Enjoy beauty. I don't know. I have a feeling that last time we ended with the same idea or the same um, inspiration, you might say. Create beauty around you. Create beauty within you. Create beauty is an expression of God's love. You know, the whole, the, the, the creation that we live upon, Mother Earth, Gaia, is unique in the universe. We are so, so privileged to be on a planet that carries the codes, the imprints, the designs, the uh, amazing diversity of so many aspects of the universe that are all here for us to experience, to find out about, um, to, to enjoy. And the way we access the heart and we access nature is through this expression and love of beauty. When you create an altar in your home, when you create a, a beautiful space, when you, you know, get rid of clutter, when you create space in your life, in your day to day, and you focus on what, uh, what can I bring to the world? That is beautiful. Um, you enhance everybody and everything. So appreciate nature because nature is the uh, template in many ways. We could not exist without Mother Earth and without this beautiful planet. And she would be deprived if humanity was not here with her. Um I think that in many ways, you know, beauty, if you focus on beauty, it will open your heart because in order to experience beauty, there has to be this exchange, this give and take with the quality of God that beauty imbues, that beauty carries. And it will give you a sense of deeper satisfaction too to walk into a home where where you immediately feel oh what a beautiful place um i would love to be in this space i enjoy my space instead of walking into a, a place that's got papers all over the place and it's cluttered and you don't know where to begin to even go and make your meal for dinner so when you create that kind of um good energy, good feng shui for yourself and for others, in a way you're actually doing God's work in the world. It's like um, when you appreciate a flower, when you have ability, once you have the access to the beauty of the flower, 
then you can have the communication with the flower. Then you can go deeper. You can access the universe and the beauty that really exists within it as a completeness, as a wholeness. So, yes, that, that would be my final thought. Uh, experience, express, enjoy, and create beauty in your life and be inspired by it because inspiration will take you to the highest levels of creation. Beautiful. Thank you. Beauty, and we are off to create beauty and embrace it. Thank you, Raphael Wiseman, and thank you, everyone, for your beautiful heart and your beautiful light. We love you, and we thank you for joining us today. Again, if you'd like to participate with Raphael Wiseman in his special offer and promotion, check out the link that's here, and we send you all a big hug and love, love, love in the greatest beauty that we can bring. Thank you, Raphael. Thank you, Dean. And yes, my website is uh, RaphaelWiseman.com. I assume it's in the in the link as well. RaphaelWiseman.com. Beautiful. And the book, The Path of the Spiritual Warrior. Beautiful yes. book. Beautiful heart-opening book. Thank you, everyone. And thank you, Raphael. Thank Namaste. you, Daddy. Lovely to be with you again. Bye-bye. God bless. Thank you for listening to this quantum conversation and thank you for dancing with us to the cosmic heart. As we raise our own vibration, we raise the vibration of the planet. This show is dedicated to you and all awakening hearts as we are here to shine our bright light and amplify our love. Access all quantum conversations, special offers from our guests, and online healing retreats by visiting AcousticHealth.com. I'm Loren Gailey, and from my sacred heart to yours, I honor your magnificent love and light. We leave you now with music from the universe. Music literally created by the universe as musical notes were assigned to mathematical equations. The result is this beautiful music available at AcousticHealth.com. Namaste.